Hello and welcome to the Avid Technology Podcast with me, Ryan Morn. Uh, so today's podcast is going to be something completely different. Uh, basically, we've been asked quite a few times uh, recently something along the lines of, can you tell us a bit more about yourself or about the business? Uh, it's quite interesting. So what does Avid actually do um, and why do you do these podcasts? Uh, so I'm sure a lot of people listening do know what Avid um, does already and, and and a bit about my background. So apologies for you guys. Uh, but this is specifically to answer I don't know, half a dozen very similar questions, basically people asking me to give a bit of background on um, on myself and, and uh, why we are here and what we do at Avid. So I guess to start with me, so I am, uh, my background is in engineering. I basically grew up in the northeast of England um, in a place called Blythe in Northumberland. I was always really passionate about cars and vehicles. My family had um, a plant hire and haulage business, so I was around vehicles from a very young age. Um, ironically, that uh, plant hire and haulage company was all around the coal industry. So I was kind of lapping valves and working on big diesel engines, uh, basically as soon as I was big enough to pick up uh, tools. So toolkits instead of toys. Unfortunately, the, the that business is, um, is no longer with us. Uh, that didn't end particularly well for my family. I was still uh, pretty young at the time. Um, but I had an amazing opportunity to go and work as uh, an initially just as a gopher and then eventually as an engineer in motorsport. So I spent the first sort of eight, nine years of my career basically working in uh, in motor racing. Um, so building and running race cars uh, from ba basically one make racing series um, right through to global sports cars. So including doing things like Le Mans. And I did this for several years. One day, though, I just kind of fell out of love with it. I, it's a funny thing. Racing is really, really demanding career. And you've got to be like 150% passionate about what you're doing, especially endurance racing. You know, you kind of, you've got to, it's not just the, the race that's 24 hours. You, there's all the other stuff around it. You've got, to, you've got to be able to be really passionate and motivated to work crazy hours travel all, all over the place and they were super exciting but I kind of found myself just waking up one day and going like what am I doing here uh, I just fell out of love with it fell out of love with motorsport and I really wanted to do something more meaningful where I felt like I was making a real difference and building some real value so I retired basically pretty young still um, so I did a degree at that point retired from motor racing I came home uh, and I got a proper job, as my uh, mother would say, working in a manufacturing business uh, in a, a fairly senior role in a precision engineering company, supplying components into the power gen and process industries. Uh, I was responsible for developing the business internally, establishing lean methodologies, working practices, uh, did sort of business development and such like and things like that. But after a couple of years, um, realized that I wanted to strike out on my own um, and set something up. Um, I'd also, I did a master's degree around about that point in time as well. So, you know, I like to keep myself busy. I set up the business that is uh, that is Avid. Uh, so incorporated the company in November 2004. And we started trading properly in about June 2005. So it, it all kind of started out uh, that originally the business was called Comisys, which stood for Control and Measurement Systems. Uh, awful name, uh, really, really bad 
name. No one could pronounce it. I would say I'm a marketing person, uh, not a marketing person, rather, I should say I'm an engineer. Um, so didn't really think about the fact that, you know, the Americans thought we were some kind of like Russian spy agency or something. Comey says, so about 2009, um, we changed the company name to Avid. I am an engineer, though, so it's still an acronym. And here's a bit of a factoid in terms of what AVID stands for. Um, it's an acronym for Advanced Vehicle Innovation and Development. And it also means passionate. And I, I think it's a perfect name for AVID because, as you know, we are the people who work here, the team, we're really, really passionate about, um, about what we do. The, the mission right from the start was to develop basically sustainable technology products to help reduce emissions from vehicles um, and do powertrain electrification. I, and I also, I really, really wanted to establish a great business in the northeast of England, which when I was growing up in the in the kind of 80s, it was pretty depressed area, you know, the limited kind of high quality, high tech job opportunities. But I thought, you know, this is going to be a great place for Avid, fantastic universities, loads of graduates coming out who want to stay up here that then maybe can't because they've got to go um they've got to go elsewhere to find a job so it seemed like a really really good idea at the time um and i, and I think actually history has proven me right you know we've got an absolutely awesome team here now in the business uh, right now so what do we do at avid so i'll often assume that everyone who listens to this knows what we do but had quite a few questions about that um so avid designs and manufactures powertrain components uh and systems for heavy duty and high performance vehicles so basically, um, you'll find our bits in almost every hybrid or electric bus and truck made in Europe at the moment. We work with a lot of big vehicle manufacturers in the in the heavy duty space, so trucks and buses, and also high performance road cars. Um, and we're supplying technology to those companies to help them deliver hybrid and electric vehicles. And actually, over the years, you know, six, seven years ago, we were out there knocking on doors saying, hey, have you thought about electrifying your powertrain? Have you thought about electrifying part of your powertrain? So we were out there kind of um, really trying to get the industry to take notice um, and, and look at electrification. And over the years, we've done some absolutely amazing programs, doing some pretty skunk work stuff, doing some uh, high-end kind of EV powertrain developments, um, helping some really massive vehicle manufacturers work out their hybrid uh, hybridization strategy or electrification plans. Um, and, but all of that has been for for a reason, uh, and that's to uh, essentially get us into component manufacturing um, in in high volumes. So our business model, um, you know, we don't we're not just a research and development company. We are a product manufacturing company. Uh, so we we design and manufacture powertrain components um, in in our facility in the northeast of England. So if you ever came up here. And we're actually we're going to move to a new facility soon. But if you ever came up to the facility we're in, you'd find we we make surface mount electronics in house. We've got a clean room. Uh, we've got a, a manufacturing facility where we build our products, our motors, and our um, other products like the pumps and the fans and and such like um, that we also do. So I'm I'm not going to go into a ton of detail about the actual products because uh, I really try and not kind of talk about Avid in the podcasts. In the, in the notes below, we'll put a link to our website. And if you're really interested, you can go, go and have a look there. But lots and lots of products that help to enable hybrid and uh, and electric vehicle powertrains. And, you know, uh, an amazing customer base, you know, really some some fantastic customers that I have the pr- absolute privilege of working with and helping them to build um, their more efficient um more more environmentally sustainable vehicles and powertrains in the future. So at the heart of what we do at Avid, um, 
we basically say we have three core competencies um, and actually the, the Avid logo when that was designed initially it's got three dots on it and those three dots represent our three core competencies and they are high efficiency power electronics design so that's a big part of what we do power electronics all of our products pretty much have got some sort of power electronics inside them uh, the next dot is high power density electric motors um, so again most of our products have got e-machines and motors inside them. We've got a fantastic design capability for electric motors, manufacturing motors for everything from small pumps up to large uh, traction motors for high-performance vehicles or trucks and that kind of thing. And the last dot is advanced thermofluids integration. And that's a little bit of a mouthful, um, but basically what that means is you know, if you talk to anyone who's developing high-performance vehicle powertrains, what they will tell you is that essentially power-dense e-machines and power density in electronics and all of the kind of uh, components on the electric vehicle, the key to all of that, to unlocking it, is all about thermal management. Um, so the ability to design effective thermal management systems to take heat away from electronic components and out of motors. And, you know, normally you're doing that with a fluid. So um, th that, that's what we mean by thermofluids integration. So we, we have some, some like PhD, really, really smart experts in the design um, of systems to basically take heat away from electronics and from motors. And that helps us to make really power dense, uh, really efficient uh, devices for these high performance uh, and, and heavy duty electric and hybrid vehicles. So, um, so that's that's our core competencies as a business. That's what we do. So we've got a really great engineering team. Uh, that's that's getting bigger all the time. Uh, we're quite unique in that we have those capabilities all in one place. I think a lot of companies don't um, don't do that. It's quite an unusual thing to want to do to to bring the thermofluids together with the machine design and the electronics. But um, that's uh, that's. That's what we have. So, uh, so yeah, lots, lots of engineering guys working at Avid, um, designing the products that then go on into manufacture here. I maybe haven't quite done this in the right order, but then the next sort of question is why? So why, why do we do this? Uh, and again, if if you're listening to this podcast, you know you probably have some kind of relevance or context um, on this. But why, you know, 14 years ago, do I think? Oh, electrification is a good idea because it, it didn't seem to a lot of people like a good idea at the time basically though uh, so my very first company presentation the first page had two pictures on it um, and um, what it was basically we're talking to climate change and to air quality problems so you know i kind of recognized that maybe this is a bit of a guilt complex from all the motorsport or whatever but basically these massive massive problems um facing us uh, which were driven by by transport by mobility so cars and trucks and buses you know massive contribution to climate change in terms of co2 released into the air and and obviously you know driving poor air quality in cities around the world now the funny thing was that in terms of how i used to present the company up where we are based in Northumberland in the northeast of England. It is beautiful. Uh, so <laughs> there's not really a problem with air quality up here. You know, we've got um, lots of countryside, not very dense populations. So when I was talking to people about why I was setting the business up, I used to get a few puzzled looks and they, you know, look out of the window and go, well, there's nothing wrong with the air quality here. But obviously I traveled a lot, um, you know, so seen seen cities where air quality was really bad and even in the uk there's lots of cities where there's there's a big air quality problem so the reason for creating avid as a business was to do something or try and do something about climate change and about um, air quality 
What actually happened um, was quite uh, interesting in that this slide in my uh, company presentation deck led to so many debates and arguments with people about if it was a problem or not a problem, and I took it out. So even though it's such such in the public eye and imagination now, and obviously we've seen you know post Dieselgate everything that's happened, uh, tighter legislation, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, this was such a contentious slide in in our uh, company slide deck that I took it out, and instead th- we used to talk a lot about improving efficiency, so helping. Uh, vehicle manufacturers basically to improve efficiency to save money fundamentally to save fuel and that was basically how we marketed what we did but in my heart i knew actually we're saving fuel that meant we were reducing co2 emissions and actually all of the things that we did had a, had a big impact in terms of helping to clean up uh, exhaust emissions as well from vehicles so it was just a funny transition of the times now very much we talked we talk about it again doesn't give any arguments you know everyone vehicle manufacturers are so aware of all of the issues around air quality and particularly the challenges that they have in terms of meeting the new uh, legislation for emissions under real driving uh, requirements etc uh, and also everyone's super aware in terms of climate change you know and the, and the co2 reduction targets that have been put in place in europe for heavy vehicles and for passenger vehicles in the last year or so you know it, uh, have had a completely transformational effect in terms of the focus that they have put onto um, onto our customers. So what that means is um, there's been a, a massive upturn in activity. We've gone from doing like quite small, I would say almost experimental programs. So you'd have a company that made, you know, a small quantity of electric buses for a particular city and it, and it wasn't like a major part of their operation. You know, cities were buying the odd uh, electric or hybrid bus here and there, but it wasn't like the de rigueur thing that was done. Whereas actually now, you know, looking at the uh, the map in terms of what needs to be delivered from a CO2 reduction point of view, uh, and I've talked to that in other podcasts, you know, why, why vehicle manufacturers are doing what they're doing in terms of launching hybrids and electric vehicles. But what that mapping means is OEMs, if they want to continue to sell products and not have massive, massive fines, they need to come up with a strategy for electrification. So it's a great time to be doing what we're doing. Really, really lucky to be where we are right now. Um, we've got some great customer relationships with people we've been working for for many years where we've, we were talking to them in the early days about this. And now the kind of legislation is really, really forcing lots and lots of activity and action um, in in the industry so it's it's a fantastic time to be doing what we are doing here so avid as a business i kind of mentioned a little bit um, basically we say we've got uh, well i say you can basically split an electric vehicle powertrain down into four key subsystems so i can already feel the emails coming in saying no you've got it wrong there's all these other bits and pieces but I think is looking at it really simplistically. If you think about an EV powertrain, there's four key subsystems on that powertrain. You've got the traction machine, um, so that is a, that is a, the traction motor, big costly component, expensive part of the powertrain. You've got the power electronics, so there's several different devices on there. You've got the a traction motor controller or an inverter. You've got an onboard charger, so converting the AC mains into DC to charge the battery. And you've got something called a DC-DC converter. So that's taking the high voltage traction battery voltage and turning it into 12 or 24 volts for stuff like the radio and the lights and all those things. We don't need that high voltage, um, so turning it to a, a lower voltage, which is much safer to handle around the vehicle. So power electronics is the second big subsystem. You've then got obviously the battery. So, you know, everyone knows EV, like the thing that's really facilitating development in on the 
on the EV side is reductions in battery cost and improvements in battery performance. So the battery system is a, is a huge part of it. And then finally, you've got thermal systems. So the thermal management. And like I said before, the thing that is difficult uh, with high-performance EV drivetrains is thermal management. Um, thermal management of the battery, thermal management of the motors, thermal management of the power electronics. So so that is my justification for why I say four subsystems. Uh, if you would like to send me your thoughts or comments on that, please feel free to do that. But I would say there's four powertrains and subsystems. And basically, Avid is active in all of them. Um, so we do traction motors. We develop power electronics. Uh, we're very well known for our thermal system components, uh, so our e-pumps and e-fans, and also um, for battery management, electronics, and thermally managed battery system design. So we've, we're active across all of those four key powertrain uh, subsystems and it's quite you know there's a lot of technology there there's quite a lot of activity some people will say to me wow that's you know you, you're doing a bit too much and I think I say there's there's a lot of commonality between the different products that we make so we've got some very good sort of platform technology that we we use in terms of motor technology and motor controller technology it's also we have the benefit of time in that we've been doing this for a long time um so you know all the way back to sort of 2005 2006 develop starting the development of some of these products so um so the the, the benefit of time it's been an amazing journey though from a business perspective the journey that we've been on has been quite extraordinary you know now, um, as a business, we're in a fantastic place. As I said before, you know, the market is growing around us. Lots of stuff is happening. The, the interest in electrification is, is massive. Um, but it's been really difficult, you know, I've got to admit, to get to where we've got to now. You know, um, we've literally been laughed at, been thrown out of meetings, you know, trying to sell electrified powertrain um, even a couple of years ago was really, really difficult. So it's been an uphill struggle. I think um, someone who was a bit smarter than me might have given up earlier. Definitely, like, maybe a bit of a weakness of mine is I get very determined to uh, do stuff. So, you know, we've had to learn a lot of things. Uh, we've had to learn how to raise finance. Uh, so we have had venture capital funding. Um, you know, that is not easy. Very, very difficult to get uh, funding uh, capital funding to do what we're doing we're basically kind of creating a market um, so kind of working in an advocacy role talking about electrification uh, educationally to helping our customers understand more about what they need to do so kind of doing all the stuff you need to do to to create a market had to learn about managing people and building a team so we're well over 100 people now by the time this podcast comes out that'll be even more um, you know building a team finding the right people you know we've got a fantastic team we've got a fantastic team spirit and culture here at Avid but that has been a, a real challenge to uh, to do because it's we're doing a new thing you know so often you know when people are hired for jobs they'll be hired based on their experience so you know it's really easy you put your CV in I've done this for five years and I'm going to now be a manager at another company doing what I did for five years uh, beforehand Except the problem is we're doing stuff that people haven't done before. So people uh, with direct experience of developing electrified powertrain components uh, for sort of mainstream automotive applications are pretty few and far between. Um, so, you know, working that out in terms of how to get people into the industry, how to train people up, how to attract the right kind of talent. I think we've got a fantastic engine within the business now for doing that. You know, and like, like I said before, some awesome, awesome people who are here and who I've got the absolute privilege of working with um, every day. So, um, 
you know, we're, we're in a good place. Uh, I guess you could say like right place, right time at the moment. You know, it's been a long journey in terms of getting here. The next few years are going to be really exciting. The next level of growth that we're going to have. So we're about to do pretty massive scale-up activity next year. Um, we've got lots of um, customer programs coming online. So our manufacturing capacity has got to be increased. We're moving to a building that's kind of three times the size of the building that we're in at the moment across the other side of the um, the town that we are we are based in 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 Northumberland, uh, so a really exciting journey coming for for the business um, as the the market for components develops. And I guess from a you know people who are listening who might not be all that aware aware about the the development cycle, you know you've got vehicles like we are literally working on programs today that are for vehicles that go into production in like 2025 2026. So the cycle planning time, I mean, in some ways it's painful. You know, I can see these huge programs, but they're some way off in the distance because the cycle plan, it just, it, you know, it's a five-year, six-year, even longer plan in, in some of these vehicle manufacturers. So, you know, you're kind of thinking, ah, oh, why isn't such and such launching an EV? Now, our particular area is trucks and buses and off-highway machines. So, you know, different market. And you may not be listening to this podcast going, why can't I buy a hybrid or electric truck right now that does my job? I mean, you might be, but, but you know, you're probably thinking more about car manufacturers. But this is the thing, the cycle plan to launch a, an electrified vehicle. You know, vehicles are uh, safety critical. They've got to be tested. They've got to be validated. They've got to make sure they work under every possible situation. You've got to learn how to manufacture them at scale. There's lots of complexity in all the production processes. The vehicles that are coming onto the market now, people are, you know, they're finding that. There's all these little niggly things that are really difficult and hard to get right. How do you get all your welding right? If your battery terminal tabs, if you've got a billion welds to do a year, you know, um, placement of components, winding problems, you know, there's all sorts of new challenges with electrified vehicles. And, you know, even without those challenges, the, the planning cycle for a, a regular petrol or diesel engined car in the past would, would still have been typically four or five years. You know, Tesla are a little bit kind of famous for going a bit faster, um, maybe launching products that aren't, you know, always quite ready and then fixing some of the problems after they've launched. The normal automotive industry doesn't tend to do that. You know, they want everything tested. They don't want big warranty issues. They don't want quality problems. They value, uh, you know, that depending on the brand, value that above uh, pretty much everything else. So, so yeah, we, we have these uh, amazing programs that we're working on, some of which are for launch, you know, well, well down the line, well out in the future. But it's really exciting. We've got things that are coming into production in the more nearer term um, that we can see. But, uh, you know, it's, it's really fascinating. Some of the, the projects and programs that we're working on great and that that's allowing us you know as a business where are we going well we're gonna we're gonna build on our position uh hopefully as a trusted partner for these oems you'll be pleased to know i plan to continue doing this technology podcast uh we absolutely love doing this love bringing value uh to people in the industry and you and people not in the industry just helping them gain an insight on on what happens in terms of how you develop and launch uh, electrified vehicle powertrains and all kind of tech issues and things within that and um, so we want to grow avid to be a, a very substantial tier one supplier in the industry you know significant revenues um this large building in the UK, we're going to have currently got a um, very small presence in the US. We want to expand our presence in, in North America. We need to come up with a plan for Asia and what we're going to do there. So lots and lots of plans, lots and lots of exciting things that we are uh, looking forward to doing in, in the business. Um, so plenty of stuff going on at the moment. So 
uh, I apologize uh, if anyone uh, has got this far who already knew all of that. I apologize wholeheartedly. Hopefully, this answers the questions that I've had in terms of the background and like why we do this and who I am and people have got maybe a little bit better of an idea about that now so i hope you've enjoyed that um you know we try and do a podcast every couple of weeks we've got some really exciting episodes coming like some of the questions we've had recently have been massively insightful um coming in that's allowed me to line up some amazing technology podcasts uh, episodes coming um, we've got some oh, just some amazing guests coming on the show. They're going to completely blow you guys away, hopefully. So lots and lots of exciting stuff coming. So don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Just hit subscribe down below. Leave us a comment. Give us a rating. It really, really helps in terms of helping us appear. Um, we've been doing really, really well recently in terms of high positions in the US podcast charts and the, in the European podcast charts. Um, that's fantastic. It means more people are listening, uh, learning about EV powertrain technology. So please help me uh, reach more people just by hitting like, leaving a comment, giving us a rating depending on which platform you're listening to us on so that is definitely all i've got time for today thank you very very much for listening to this show i am really looking forward to speaking to you again soon